You're listening to the Live Free Now podcast, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. Find us online at livefreenow.show. And now your host, John Bush. Hey friends, John Bush here with the Live Free Now show, bringing you the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. And today I want to talk to you about entrepreneurship and how it can be liberating and how it can bring freedom to your life. In general, when things are great, and I also want to share how entrepreneurship is a wonderful thing for the changing world we find ourselves in with the great reset and technocracy coming about. I want to thank you for tuning in on the live stream. We broadcast live on Facebook, on my YouTube, on the Conscious Resistance Facebook page. And then thanks to all the people that watch or listen later or listen through the podcast. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find all the links to subscribe on livefreenow.show. And I'm setting up library as we speak. Library is an alternative video platform, as well as I'm going to set up BitChute as well. The library is actually porting over all my existing YouTube videos, so it's going to take like a week. But I want to make sure that we can stay in contact with one another. You can continue to find the information I share, even if YouTube shuts me out. Uh, Also, I'd love your feedback if you're watching live on the audio quality. I have this little external mic that I hooked up here, and I'm big on audio quality. I know that we use StreamYard to to push everything through, and sometimes I think when it's live streaming, it loses some quality. But please give me some feedback on the audio quality, especially for the podcast audience. All right, so entrepreneurship essentially is running a business, taking risks for the purpose of making profit, and it can be a very rewarding thing. And I say it can be rewarding because it's an extremely difficult endeavor to go it alone. It's a lot, you know, there's this there's this paradox where I used to say, you know, entrepreneurship is difficult, it's a struggle, because not only do you have to run the business, fulfill the needs of your clients, but you also have to make sure there's enough money there to pay yourself, right? And if you're an employee or you're working for someone else's business, then you get paid by someone else, right? And the idea is that there's an existing budget in place. So you don't have to worry about not only running the business, but also coming up with the money to pay yourself. Well, in the COVID era, that is not as certain of a thing. There's people that are losing their jobs. There's people that are unemployed left and right. So it used to be the case that employment offered you job security and income security, but now even that is at risk as well. So now I think that it's actually flipped, whereby being an entrepreneur, you have the freedom and your income and your business revenue is contingent upon your hustle and you providing value to other people in the marketplace. just want to throw that out there because when I said entrepreneurship is rewarding, I really mean it. It, it does take a lot of hard work. And, and if, you, if you take massive action, 
if you have the right strategy, if you have the right marketing, if you have the right product or service that you're offering in the marketplace, then it can really reap a whole lot of rewards and a whole lot of benefits. But you got to take massive action. You got to work hard. So I personally have been an entrepreneur since 2009. My last quote unquote real job where I was employed as an employee was a part-time teller at a credit union. And that was fun and simple. And I mainly did the drive through but uh, it wasn't rewarding for me. It wasn't fulfilling. I was constantly being distracted and pulled away uh, to my political endeavors. And I actually quit that job and started working full time on a campaign, a political campaign, uh, no nonsense in November to stop the domain subsidies. This big luxury mall was going to be subsidized by the city of Austin. And I got hired on to help with that gig. And since then, I never turned back. I never looked back. And I've always been self-employed in one form or another. I've started nonprofits, a couple different ones. I helped to build one, and I built one all myself. And th those were seeded with some foundational money, some startup money. Uh, I've done all sorts of little hustles. I've done a radio news service called the Liberty Beat, where sponsorships provided income for my family. I ran a Bitcoin mining operation for a year or two until the price of Bitcoin went down and it was too expensive to run the machines. Uh, I ran an underground bookstore for a couple years. That was a retail brick and mortar. That was very difficult to do, especially in the Amazon era. And more recently, uh, what's finally really started to click for me is uh, I sell Kratom and CBD and natural health products. That's been difficult as well. But through it all, I've learned the importance of persistence. Persistence is extremely important if you are to be successful as an entrepreneur. There's been many times where I felt like throwing in the towel, where I was on the verge of just giving up, going back and finding a normal job. This was especially a struggle having two children where it's like, man, we're having trouble making ends meet. Things aren't working for us. Things aren't clicking for us. Maybe I should just throw in the towel and go get a, a normal job, so to speak. And so I never did, and I'm thankful that I didn't because after many, many years of struggle and many, many years of hard work, it's finally paying off to where I'm finally making some decent income and decent revenue, and it's super-duper rewarding. It gives me the freedom to basically do what I want when I want. I have two children, so it gives me the freedom to pack up and go down to Galveston Island or to take them to Florida for my girlfriend's birthday, to visit her parents, to go to Universal Studios, Orlando, to do the Harry Potter stuff, which was, man, that, was, that cost a pretty penny, but it was well worth it. And... Yeah, it gives you a whole lot of freedom. And, you know, I wanted to mention that there's a lot of changes that are taking place in our world. There's something called the Great Reset, which is coming up, which is already happening. It's a, it's a marketing plan by the World Economic Forum to essentially reshape the way human beings relate to one another, the relationship between individuals and government, the relationship between business and government. There's a component of it called the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and the Fourth Industrial Revolution essentially wants to merge technology and biology. There's also technocracy being rolled out, 
which is a change in the way government happens away from rule by politicians, which of course isn't ideal, and towards rule by technocrats and experts. And with the COVID stuff and the COVID vaccine coming into fruition, we can already foresee that one of the ways they're going to pressure people into complying with some of their edicts, whether it's COVID vaccine, lockdowns, not being able to travel, not being able to go into grocery stores, they're going to try to compel obedience by taking away privileges. Now, I already saw a New York Times article that was like, can employees or should employees make um, vaccines mandatory for employment? And they're quick to point out, well, this is legal, of course, but should they even do it, right? Also, the New England Journal of Medicine ran an article, and it said that instead of making vaccines mandatory and having criminal penalties and putting people in jail, we shouldn't do that because that'll elicit court responses and will be challenged in court. They already know that it's bogus. So instead, we should make it difficult for people to travel. We should make it to where it's a requirement for employment. There was also several law journals that said the same thing. So we can kind of foresee that happening. And so I've been studying these plans and trying to come up with strategies on how we can insulate ourselves and overcome these plans and navigate them when they roll out. And so if you're self-employed, if you run your own business, if you're an entrepreneur and you're networked with other entrepreneurs, then you have the ability to continue keeping on, keeping on, right? Not only does entrepreneurship give you the freedom to live a life that you want to live, to take off, to put your kids in a private school, to homeschool your kids, but also with the coming tyranny, the coming technocracy, it will afford us great freedom to not be compelled, to not have our employment or our income dangled over our heads as a, as a means of forcing us to obey with things that we may not have, right? And so we're building these networks right here. I often talk about the Freedom Cell Network, freedomcells.org. We have over 6,000 people globally participating. And one of the components of that is we're building our own Agora, right? Agora is a Greek word for marketplace. And we are building an Agora of like-minded people that are willing to trade with one another and support one another and help one another as the man tries to shut people out of doing business. And so there was, I went to Jack Spearco's 2020 survival podcast workshop recently, super cool event, met so many cool people. There was 75 to 80 like-minded people. We all got to hang out, coalesce, network, learn from one another. And at the meeting, there was a gentleman we were talking to that his employer, he works for a big corporation, they were trying to make him wear a mask. And they were trying to force him to wear a mask. And he was not happy about that. He didn't want to wear a mask. And he pushed back and went all the way to HR. And he kind of got a doctor's note even that said he didn't have to wear a mask and he had a health exemption. HR was trying to cover their butts. But in the end, he ended up agreeing to wear one of these face shields while at work, you know, because it's like, well, I can't wear a mask because of breathing or whatever. And then they're like, well, then can you wear a face shield because you can still breathe through that, even though it's absolutely ridiculous and silly. But it was really eye opening for me because the gentleman, I'm sure he has a good income and he has benefits and he's worked for this company for quite some time. But when you work for someone else, you know, it's a two way street. 
and they can say, in order to work here, we need you to do this, or at least they can give you a hard time about all sorts of stuff. And that's not the case if you're employed. Now, many companies are going to be doing the same thing with the COVID vaccine. And so if you're employed by these folks, there's going to be some pressure. There's going to be some difficulty. There's going to be some struggle. So I think it's a good time if you are one of these rebels, if you are part of the resistance, if you know a lot of this COVID stuff is completely exaggerated, if not entirely bogus, then you're going to want to start laying the groundwork and the foundation now so that when the time comes where you're faced with a difficult decision, it's not so such a difficult decision. Maybe that's when you switch over from part-time working on your hustle to full-time working on your hustle. You know, on top of that, the running your own business and being an entrepreneur offers you a lot of opportunity to engage in counter-economics, to defy the state, to evade the state, to keep more of your money. So agorism essentially is revolutionary market anarchism. It's this libertarian strategy that was enumerated by Samuel Edward Konkin in the New Libertarian Manifesto. And in it, he talks about counter-economics, engaging in black or gray markets, black markets being those activities that are expressly prohibited, gray markets being those activities which you are require – they require permission from the government. He also defines counter-economics as anything that defies or evades the state, right? So if you're running your own business or if you have a side hustle, you have more opportunity to keep more of your money, right? I hope that most people watching this video would agree that taxation is theft, right? And so if you are the one that manages your money and you're not being paid a salary by an employee where the tax money gets taken out already, it's withheld, then you have the opportunity to become more creative, right? You also have the opportunity to set up a side hustle that's entirely uh, agorist, that's entirely out of the prying eyes of the man. And so – we talk about this on Unloose the Goose, the Unloose the Goose podcast sometime. I think I want to do more content on this just to help people, right? Because shows live free now, bringing in the news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. I focus a whole lot on the freedom. I do pros uh, the, the health sometimes when it comes to, uh, to Kratom and health freedom and stuff, but I need to do more on the prosperity front. So let me just give some advice on how to start your own business or start a side hustle, right? And remember, you don't have to go it all at the same time. You can do little baby steps, and you can start little small things starting right now. I'm going to lower this window. It's kind of distracting me. Hey, kiddos. Love you. Okay. All right. I got the kiddos in there watching a show while I knock out this video real quick. Um, so think about it like this. If you have a full-time job and you work 35 to 40 hours a week, there's still time on the side to set up your side hustle, right? You really got to make a decision that you want to have more financial freedom, that you want to opt out, that you want to do your own thing, and you got to start somewhere, okay? So it all starts with making a decision. So whenever you think about how you're spending your free time, a lot of people go work their shift and then they come home, crack open a beer and watch some shows and basically relax. A lot of folks on the weekends, they unwind, they go watch football or whatever. So it's in these times, some people go into work at nine, they wake up at eight, right? There's an extra hour or two in the morning that you can, you can hustle. You really have to want it. 
and I know that it's difficult when someone has a 35, 40 hour week and they have a long commute, right? There's, we only have a limited amount of energy and a limited amount of time. But if you really want this, you can attain it. You just have to really want it, right? You got to have a strong why. You got to feel passionate about it. For me, my strong why was my children and not wanting my children to grow up in poverty anymore. And not just that, not, not just not wanting them to live in poverty, but wanting and desiring to have a life of wealth and abundance. We are currently saving up to buy our dream property, 10, 20 acres uh, here in central Texas, outside of the city. And so I want that for my kids. I want my daughter to have a little dance studio with nice big mirrors. I want my son to have a greenhouse where he can do experiments with plants and all that stuff. So I have a strong why. And that's been motivating me and, and driving me. And it's there's push away from wanting to live in poverty, right? So I'm pushing back away from that. But there's pull, and it's that pull, pulling towards my goals, pulling towards a higher vision that's really been more successful in my opinion. We'll just cut it in half with a with something or break it in half. And so think about that. Meditate on what your strong why is. And you'll find that even though you're tired, even though you feel overwhelmed with life, if you focus on a strong why and a vision for what life could be like, then it'll help to motivate you and pull you through that time when you're feeling tired, okay? So now you've made a decision, you want to create the side hustle or you want to create the foundation of your own small business so you can slowly but surely move away from your employment job or drop down to half-time hours, part-time hours, or just drop it all the way. And the next step is to figure out what it is that you're going to sell, right? What it is you're going to offer in the marketplace. Now, there's two distinct paths when it comes to this. There's two divergent paths. Some people say, you know, the thing to do is to go with what it is you're passionate about, right? And you'll, that'll be more exciting. That'll be more fun. It'll be more fulfilling. But oftentimes, what you're passionate about isn't a moneymaker or there's not a strong demand for it in the market. So I think if you can find something, if you have something that you're passionate about and you know that there's a market demand for it and you can make money off of it, then that's a bonus. But oftentimes you can just start with something where there's a demand for and there's a demand for it in the marketplace. And you can always shift over to something that you're passionate about from there, right? But really at the end of the day, what's most important is are people going to buy whatever goods or services it is that I'm offering? Right? That's the question you gotta ask yourself. So ideally it's something that you're passionate about and knowledgeable about. It doesn't have to be. There was something I didn't lean into it. I wasn't persistent, um, maybe because I wasn't passionate about it, but I had other stuff going on. And I always have to make these calculations now when I try to do some side efforts, like this podcast, for example, um, is that any time I focus on something else, I also just started doing cryptocurrency consultations again because Bitcoin, the price is high, so everybody's all excited about it. and There's a market for it again. And so I just got my first consultation. If you want to cryptocurrency consultation, you can go to sovereignbtc.youcanbook.me, sovereignbtc.youcanbook.me. But I got to make that calculation. Anything that I do, any side hustle that I do, it's going to take away from my main income stream, which is the Kratom business, right? I only have a limited amount of hours. Any hour I do consulting someone will be one hour less that I could be working on my main squeeze on the Kratom business. 
Um, but, you know, early on I tried this uh, funnel where I was going to sell water filters, right, water filtration systems. There's just all sorts of stuff out there where there's a demand for it. Here's a business idea if anybody's interested. Oftentimes in cities and towns, there will be a water crisis. So you have a funnel set up where you offer free water test kits, and then if they're interested in the water test kit on the next level, they're offered a discount on a water filtration system or whatever. Just I'm just giving out some random examples. It doesn't have to be something you're passionate about, but people are always wanting clean water. People are always wanting uh, safety for their family. And there's oftentimes cities where there's this big crisis, right? Imagine selling water filtration systems in Flint, Michigan, when that first popped off. The point I'm trying to make is it doesn't have to be something you're super excited or passionate about. It just has to be something that people are willing to purchase, people are willing to buy. Here's another tip that I got from Russell Brunson. I should say, like, if you're interested in entrepreneurship, if you're already an entrepreneur, or if you want to make that entrepreneurial leap, some of the folks that have really helped me immensely. I was thinking about doing like a meme or a picture of all the books that I've read in the past two to three years and then superimpose the revenue, my revenue for my business because it's literally like it's constantly going up. I've been pounding books. I've been applying knowledge. I've had momentum. I've stayed positive. My business has actually increased significantly since COVID started back in February and March. That's because I had a lot of momentum. I wasn't a victim of circumstances. I grabbed the bull by the horns. I leaned into business at that time. So some folks that you can listen, I'm, I'm kind of digressing here, but Grant Cardone with the 10X rule. Grant Cardone is huge. Russell Brunson when it comes to marketing and Dan Kennedy when it comes to marketing. And so back to the advice, it's really good these days because a lot of spaces and markets are so damn crowded. It's really good to niche, to niche out, to not go and just have a general thing like, prosperity, for example, okay? Uh, helping people to, to, to run a business, right? You got to go niche. And so he says to go two levels down. So there's different types of businesses, services, right? There's like health, relationships, business, prosperity, okay? So just imagine these three big levels, right? But instead of just having a, a business that helps people with their marriage, right? That's a huge broad category. There's already a lot of people in there. The competition is rough. He likens it to oceans. And he says, you don't want to get it. You don't want to start a business in a red ocean. You want to go to blue waters where the sharks haven't already bloodied the water. And so you got to go down two levels. So for example, when it comes to businesses, you don't just do general, hey, let me help you with a business. You go down another level. Okay. What about uh, selling things online is the next level. But you don't want to do things just selling things online. That's a huge industry too. You want to go down one more level, a, a sub-niche. So maybe single parents selling things online or selling things online for a family, right? Something like that. Or when it comes to relationships, right? Relationships is a huge thing. And then maybe one step below down that is dating, okay? And then you want to take it a further step dating while in college, you know, the ins and outs of dating while in college. I don't know. It's a weird example. Or how about health? Uh, let's see. Okay. You have health, the big category. And then one step below that is keto, but that's a huge red market. Everybody's already involved in keto. So you want to go one step below that keto for fathers, right? You're, you relate to people. You're a dad talk about keto and, Oh, the kids don't like this meal or whatever, how to make fun keto meals that you can eat and the kids can eat how keto can give you energy to play with your kiddos more, stuff like that. 
So that's the one of the bits of advice as well. You want to pick a micro niche, as small of a niche as possible. And then you really want to focus on what is it that potential clients and consumers will want. This is a big thing. You got to kind of check your ego when it comes to entrepreneurship, because what it is, it's not what you want. It's not what you think is best. It's what the market thinks is best. It's what the market desires. It's one of the reasons why Amazon has been so damn successful and everybody like shits on Jeff Bezos because he's filthy rich. Well, the dude and his company are providing immense value for people, right? There's a reason why he's rolling in hundreds of billions of dollars is because they focus wholeheartedly on the user experience. It's all about the user experience on that website. And for folks doing online businesses and stuff, emulate some of their strategies, emulate some of the stuff that they got going on. So you really got to focus on, okay, what is it that clients in this industry, that people in this industry want? What is it like? What do they like? What are they interested in? What are their needs? What are their concerns? What are the feelings that they're looking for? Okay. And then of course, you don't want to sell the product or the unit or the service itself. You want to sell the feeling or you want to sell whatever will be fulfilled if that purchase person chooses to do business with you. Okay, so now, again, we made the decision that we want to be an entrepreneur or that we want to set up this side hustle. We want to be prepared if the company that we work for forces vaccines or we want to live this way anyway so we can have more freedom. We can keep more of our money. Now we're going to start narrowing in on what it is that we should actually do. We can do something that we're passionate about as long as there's a demand for it in the marketplace. Now we're narrowing down on a niche, okay? Now we're gonna study the market. We're going to look at the competitors. We're gonna see what they offer. We're gonna look for the folks that have tons and tons of likes on Facebook. We're gonna look for the folks that seem to be doing successful. We're gonna see what works for them, what doesn't work for them. We can do what's called funnel hacking where we actually purchase their products and we learn from their products, okay? So now we're kind of narrowing in. Now it comes time to to really focus on a strategy and come up with our unique selling proposition, our USP. What is it that we offer that's different from other folks in the marketplace? How do we differentiate ourselves? Why should you purchase from us and not someone else, right? And then, you know, a whole lot of successful entrepreneurship has to do with marketing. Where attention goes, money flows. You gotta have attention. You gotta be out there. Grant Cardone says, if they don't know you, they can't flow you. That's one of the reasons why I've just been cranking out content left and right and just pounding out content so people, I'm just present in their minds, right? There's a lot of people that are distracted, life happens, all sorts of stuff is constantly going on in their lives, and so they may be interested, they may go to your website, then the kid starts freaking out or something breaks or dinner's almost ready or their wife needs help with something, and they get distracted and move on. So that's why you got to just bang on them with email marketing, phone calls, constantly putting out videos, constantly putting out content and social media, not just relying on one particular avenue or one particular medium. You just got to pound it, pound it, pound it. So now you got to get out in front of people, let people know that you're offering this good and service, this goods and services. And then at the end of the day, you got to follow through on what it is that you're offering. Got to fulfill the needs of the customer. Got to send out the product. Got to do the one-on-one -on -one consultation. Got to roll out the online course. And customer service is absolutely critical. At Brave Botanicals, we really pride ourselves in customer service. I make it a point now to try to call every single new customer and welcome them to the company, make sure they receive their product, 
make sure they're satisfied, make sure they know how to take the Kratom, let them know that they can call me or text me at any time at this number. I should say I just use the C word customer. I try to refer to all of the people that I do business with as clients, not customers. This is something I learned from Jay Abraham. He's also a really good sales guy. And so when, it's, when you think of them as a customer, customer has the connotation of being transactional. You just want to get some money out of them. It's a one-time thing. When you think of them as a client, that's more of a relationship, right? When you have a relationship with a client, you go, both work together to add value to one another's lives. And so I try to refer to my customers as clients, not as customers in the first place. And so, yeah, customer service is extremely important. That's how you can differentiate yourself from folks. Uh, that's how even if you charge a little bit more money or if, you're, if you don't offer as many choices in the beginning, people will still stick with you because you have the excellent customer service, because you go above and beyond. All right, well, those are just some, some tips and strategies on how to go it alone. It's not easy. It's difficult. It takes persistence. You got to be resilient. You got to keep your eye on the prize and you got to take massive action, right? A lot of it has to do with mindset, thinking abundantly, not living in fear, believing in yourself, knowing that you can do it. But it's not just the mindset. That's just one piece of the puzzle. Another important piece is taking absolute massive action towards your goals, having goals, focusing on them, writing them down, making sure all the pieces are all working towards your common vision and where you want to go. We started off by talking about how entrepreneurship is, is liberating and how it gives people the freedom to live a life on their terms. I'm big on lifestyle design. And so when you have your own business, when you're an entrepreneur, you have more opportunity to choose the type of life you want to live. You know, another cool thing about being an entrepreneur is you, you can increase your income anytime you want. Like last month, we went to Florida, brought the kiddos for my girlfriend's birthday. We went to Universal Studios to do the Harry Potter thing. And man, it costs a lot of money. But it was like, okay, we're going on this trip. I need to hustle up. I need to 10x. The, I need to just blow up the sales this month. I need to do a big sale while we're gone. I launched a sale while we were gone. It was rolling in the dough. So it kind of lessened. You know, I try my best not to have a scarcity mindset and to always be in a state of abundance. But, you know, when you're there at the restaurant spending money on a huge expensive meal where it's like $20 a person and you get the little butter beer and all the little souvenirs and we had to get the kids the souvenirs. We did do one hack where we went to the Halloween store to get them the nice Harry Potter robes and instead of spending $120 at Universal Studios to get them. That was a good move. But we also bought the wands and everything. And so I try to just stay in abundance, not feel like, oh, man, $20 meal. $20 is a lot of money, right? Is this $20 really a lot of money? No, it's not. I'm trying to just eat. I have like a mindfulness thing going where anytime I'm like, oh, this hurts or, oh, the groceries cost $250. Oh, I just wash that away because I know there's so much money out there. There's so much opportunity out there. I don't want to get stuck in that scarcity mindset. I want to stay in a place of abundance. So, but being an entrepreneur gave me the opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to have to come up with a few extra thousand dollars this month to make this trip a success. And I'm going to do it. If I was employed on a fixed income, then I have to be saving up all year to make that big trip. Right. 
uh, and maybe it couldn't be as big. Maybe it's not even possible because we already did the vacation down to Galveston earlier this year, or we got the season pass tickets to Typhoon, Texas, and we went to the water park all the time. So entrepreneurship brings you freedom. It also brings you freedom to engage in counter economics, to keep more of your money. You could set up a whole business. Now, here's the challenge is scaling a counter economic agorist business, right? There's not a whole lot of people that are doing multi-million dollar businesses without the government knowing about it, without using a checking account, for example. I will say there's a lot of crypto anarchists that are crypto millionaires and the government never knew anything about it and they still don't know anything about it. So it can be done, right? But as you scale to a huge enterprise, it becomes more challenging. There's more risk involved, which is one of the reasons why we want to grow the Agora and have private security and just totally be away from the state altogether. But uh, entrepreneurship affords you the freedom to keep more of your income. If you wanted to have a side hustle or a couple side hustles that are completely out of the prying eyes of the state, you can do that as well. You can use cryptocurrency, avoid the checking account altogether. But also when you're a business owner, uh, you can get creative with exemptions and write-offs and deductions and meals and travel and healthcare plans and all sorts of stuff, right? And then again, the big thing right now and why this is really prying and pressing is that there's something called the Great Reset, which is underway right now. It's a World Economic Forum program essentially to reshape the way we do business, to reshape the way we relate to one another. Part of it is the fourth industrial revolution. They want to track, trace, surveil everything, blockchain-based identity, wearable, implantable, micro medical devices. And with the rollout of the COVID vaccine, one of the mechanisms that the man is going to use in order to force compliance is they are going to threaten to take away privileges. There's already talk in the New England Journal of Medicine and all sorts of stuff. And this is what we covered earlier, that if you don't get the vaccine, then maybe you can't be employed here or there. And so being an entrepreneur, having a network of like-minded entrepreneurs, business people, consumers, clients, we can create our own agora, our own market. So if the man does try to set us out, then we can effectively continue to do business, continue to do commerce, continue to be employed, continue to work together, continue to support one another. Uh, and you know, this is a way that we ought to live anyway. All right, so I'm gonna hit up some of these comments here. Uh, free Dave Hartman says, when you stay out of debt, you get to choose your lifestyle and are free as well. You know, I'm, I'm hip to that, right? Ideally, you don't want to be in debt. Ideally, you don't want to be paying interest, but I don't have a lot of debt right now. We're about to take on debt when we buy, a, you know, a homestead. Um, I have my car, but at the end of the day, this guy, Grant Cardone, he talks a lot about debt and expanding and scaling and using other people's money. So, I mean, I, I honestly don't have a problem with debt. I see that it serves a purpose. In order to take my business to the next level, uh, I can see how debt would significantly help, uh, even bringing on some investors. So as long as you get a good interest rate and as long as you have the income and as long as you don't become a slave to it, debt can be used as a tool in order to grow and expand. So I'm not hip to the whole Dave Ramsey thing. Uh, Grant Cardone talks about taking on debt only when it's something that can increase your income. He even talks about not buying your own house, just renting and instead taking the money that you would have tied up in the equity of a home and using that to invest in properties or rental properties. We're going to do this awesome hybrid system when we buy a property and you can bet I'll be um, I'll be documenting it and sharing all of this with you is that we're going to have a homestead, 5, 10, 20 acres. 
And on that property, we're going to try to prove out a model, a replicatable model where we have tiny homes or we have eco homes or dome homes or whatever, and people can come rent them. And we have passive income coming in through that. And maybe we do eight units in one little section. Then we could replicate that on another area of the property or we can acquire other property with partners and investors. So at the same time, not only do we have our own home, but we're also earning an income from this homestead. I just wanted to throw that out. On, on top of when it comes to debt. Elena says, it's like when credit unions and some other businesses call their customers members instead. Precisely, Elena, but we, we definitely want to be genuine about it. And uh, yeah, she's referencing when I talk about, I refer to my people that do business with me as clients, not customers. A lot of people refer, like Target refers to the people that come in as guests. It's just all about mindset. When you're thinking about a customer, it's transactional. But if you have a client or a member or a guest or a partner, then it's more of a relationship than a transaction. Mick Brown on YouTube says, I'm at UK friends have got a system fitted to pipe tap water. All distilled is what all they drink and cook. Once lockdown has ended 10 December must go look as by mine, six by two liter bottle, single fella. It's enough. I think Mick's talking about storing water here, which is extremely important. We always want to be prepared for everything. Hi, John just watched curfew Denning South Californians burning masks. They're waking up. Great to see you're full of super ideas. Keep on the path. Cheers. Thanks, Sabretooth. Yeah, I can't believe there's freaking curfews going on in California. You know, another thing that entrepreneurship allows you to do is to have freedom, right? Assuming you don't, you're not tied down to a retail brick and mortar, which I don't think would be a good idea nowadays. The lockdowns really screwed that up. My daughter, I'm help my kids set up little businesses. My daughter wants to do a tea business and my son wants to do grow the tea leaves for her. Um, I'm also talking about trying to get him on the opportunity to grow little seed starters because I know my parents will buy some from him. The school they go to might buy some. Imagine just selling these little $4 or $5 starter plants. He sells 10 of them. He's got 50 bucks. You know, that'll be super exciting. But my daughter originally wanted to do a tea store where they serve these different kinds of teas to people. And I was like, honey, we as an entrepreneur, you always got to be careful. You got to anticipate what the state could do. And it's unfortunate, but right now is not the time to get a brick and mortar. And she's like, yeah, you're right, dad. Maybe we can just sell tea bags and stuff. But um, entrepreneurship gives you the freedom to get the hell out of Dodge and vote with your feet. And so for folks that value liberty and prosperity, I'm not sure what you're still doing in California. And if you have a job that's tying you to California, then this podcast and this video I'm doing right now is all the more important for you to get the hell out of there and set some something up so you have more freedom. Lots of side hustle going down at winter count as well. Barter fair and trade blanket. All right, freaking Dave Hartman. Yeah, we just did a barter blanket over at uh, Jack Spierko's. That was my first experience with something like that. Super duper cool. There's all sorts of agorism going on. Everyone's stepping out of the system right now. It's the best time for sure. To, to live free. It could it's never been a better time to live free. Freaking Dave said earlier, you should go to Wintertown in Arizona in February. It's a wonderful gathering where you learn and practice earth skills with like-minded folks. I'd love to do that. Thank you so much for sharing, uh, sharing that with us. All right, folks, I appreciate everybody tuning in. This has been another edition of the Live Free Now show where I bring you news, views, tips, and tools you can use to live a free, prosperous, and healthy life. It's been a walk and talk for the podcast audience. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Again, I invite you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, I almost have 1,000 subscribers, so help me hit up that 1,000 thousand number, 
And I'm setting up library right now because YouTube's taking down Kratom videos and with the content I publish, it's only a matter of time as my page scales that they'll probably take me down as well. So I'm setting up library. And I've really been driving people to subscribe to the podcast. I'd love it if you could subscribe to the RSS feed. You can go to livefreenow.show, livefreenow.show, and you'll be able to see iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. So again, I want to thank everyone that's tuned in on the live audience. I want to thank you that are listening in the podcast audience. Uh, You guys are the ones that motivate me to keep on doing this, and I'm looking forward to building a relationship with you guys and continuing to support one another and live free. Now we're going to find freedom in an unfree world. We got this, guys. All right, peace and freedom. Thanks for tuning in. I'm out. Bye. Bye.